You're listening to Beyond the Sermon, the podcast of First Methodist Church in Collingswood, New Jersey. On our podcast, the goal is not just to share our sermons, but to go beyond the sermon and talk about what we're learning and what God is doing in us and in our community. We're currently in the midst of our 2024 Lent sermon series, I Am, Letting Jesus Be Who He Says He Is. In this sermon, we're looking at Jesus's I Am statements in the Gospel of John as we seek to gain a fuller picture of who God is. But today's conversation is taking a break from our series as we get a chance to join a conversation with some of our youth as they share about their recent winter retreat. You can find more information about our church at fumccollingswood.org. Thanks for joining us for this conversation. I wanted to thank all of our our youth and youth leader that is willing to come on and join us such last minute to talk about our recent youth retreats to BlackRock. Uh, who do we have here? We'll just go in a circle because I don't feel like listening. Kirsten. Bethany. Josiah. Lillian. And Elizabeth. We had junior high go with Bethany a couple weekends ago, and then uh, the rest of our youth this past weekend, and Kirsten was able to join us for both. And um, I wanted to know what are some expectations you guys had going into the retreat, and how did the retreat compare to them? Okay, so my expectations were really high, um, and I think that my expectations were met, which is good. Um, but what I was, I was expecting more like in the Bible stuff, but we still didn't really open up our Bibles as much as I would have liked. But like we did all the other stuff I wanted to do, like the polar plunge, and our small group time was really nice, and our little like cabin circles with all the girls was a lot of fun. For me, I thought it was going to be like a lot different, where like I was going to make a lot of friends and meet a lot of new people, and I did, but like not to my expectations, I would say. But God did a lot of other stuff within that time. I'm just going to piggyback off of what Lillian said. Um, I had high expectations going. I think every year, like, I don't know, God just speaks through all the speakers or whatever speakers are there. And then I think no matter what they say, they're like something always happens and, like, touches me in whatever season of life I'm in at the moment. And I think that, like, every time I go, like, something happens and then, I don't know, it's just unexpected but beautiful at the same time. To counter that, I would say that I had really, really low expectations going into this trip because I really enjoyed MWA in previous years, but it seemed like it was like falling off in my mind. And this year, I wasn't expecting much of anything other than a good time with like friends. <laughs> and um, it was actually way, way better than I thought it was going to be. Both of the speakers we had were amazing. And their message is really connected with a lot of things I've been feeling recently. And it just went really well. I didn't like my expectation uh, for the weekend. Um, like, I just knew God was going to work, and I didn't know specifically how. And um, with the speakers from the junior high one, I had such a great high expectation for the senior high one, and that was much different. It was still really great, and Jason was phenomenal. And uh, I asked him about how, how did and does he stay humble in his personal life with, like, family, church, God, when receiving all of the public praise um, from people that don't really know you. And he was essentially just like, how did he answer that question? For those that were listening, I'll do that instead of rant. Didn't he say that, like, um, he, like, reads for, like, he reads his Bible for an hour in the morning, and then he prays for an hour, and then at night he reads again, like, just to keep him, like, always centered in God? 
Like yeah. the word. And so he's saying like the spiritual preparation that he did and the discipline that he like built helped like counteract all the things that the world was trying to drag him into because he was just so disciplined um, in those things. And uh, I thought that was going to be like, Bethany, you could also share, even though you weren't there, you could chime <laughs> But yeah, no, it was, it was yeah, I had, I had mixed expectations for both, but overall just that God would work, especially because it wasn't the retreat we were planning on going to. I was like, okay, well, like, I know that means that he's going to put us where he wants us, but, uh, yeah, so I just knew he was going to do good things. I just didn't know when, where, how. Kirsten, did you want to speak to your expectations? I had high expectations. I mean, every retreat that I've gone on um, as a leader, and now that I think about it, that's only been two. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> two years, two years. But um, I didn't know what we were walking into this year, but like Jeremy said, I mean, as leaders, I think we kind of like walk in with high expectations because we know that like we're trusting them to spiritually feel, uh, feed our kids and it's out of our hands and we put it in God's trust and um, middle school speaker was great and then the same with high school I feel like you know it was great I had higher expectations for high school because they're older they're much more mature hopefully um, and they're a little bit deeper in their faith middle school they're kind of just you know still learning and I'm not saying that high schoolers aren't but it was a good time it was great to see God working through their lives this weekend yeah and when you talk about junior high one thing I noticed on junior high retreat because of how mature our junior hires are for their age and some of them for like everybody trust me Bethany especially and, and we talk about this all the time but like looking at the other kids from other youth groups I was like look at all these immature babies I was like, like how how are our kids in this like in the same age range in the same like stage of life and yet they seem like so much f- like beyond and so I was like oh yeah this is like their peer group is this what school is like because like that makes it like really hard Bethany you want to speak a little bit to that it's definitely hard being like possibly the most mature in my grade and it's just like not very fun it's gotta be tough it's gonna be tough being being holy and set apart and and all the places that god puts us and so yeah i was just where like the senior high you can see like boys and girls trying to like impress each other Uh whether it be within their own youth groups or other youth groups if you run into any of our junior hires that went on the retreat and i know you don't know who but just ask our 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 junior hires ask them about the duck from one of the uh the sermons and then for our senior hires ask them about gus and and it'll start up a nice fun conversation um about fire and about barbed wire and i won't tell you which has which um and so we had a lot going on a lot of memories were made but i'm curious what's one of your favorite memories from the weekend and if you can narrow it down to just a couple if you can't think of just one what are some favorite memories that you can share on the podcast <laughs> without publicly shaming other people? 
No, I was going to say, I think two of my favorite memories this week, and I've been thinking about it since retreat, was one, for the girls, discussion time went really good. Me and Hannah had some really like deep, intentional time with the girls, and it was really nice to hear their testimonies. And it was really cool to see how they're at different points of their lives, but they need each other the most. So they, it's cool to see how they're building their community, um, especially because they go to different schools. And probably my second one, I think this kind of hit a monumental moment for me, I guess, going in the youth men is that Saturday night uh, during service, they had like a heart to heart moment. We call it cry fest. Cry fest. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and they were talking about Burning Bush and it just, excuse me for my Gen Z slang, but it hit different. <laughs> um, they were like, to all the kids to close their eyes and the leaders to open up their uh, eyes for us to see who stood up. And I looked to my right and my whole row stood up. So it kind of gave me chills and goosebumps because I was like, not only am I seeing God work through their life, but I'm sitting here and I'm like, I've only been here for a year and I must be doing something right. Even our whole leadership team too, like Hannah, Jeremy, Jonathan, you know, we're doing a great job with these kids and it just gave me goosebumps to know that. Um, my favorite memory, well, I have a couple. Um, it's definitely our like circle time is what we called it in our cabin with all the girls and then I also like doing the polar plunge a lot even though I almost lost my crocs and I was about to start crying in the water but I found them because they float I didn't realize that <laughs> and then another good memory was the worship band because they were really good and it was like really inspiring because like they had a saxophonist and I like never really thought that like someone that didn't play like keyboard or like drums or like string anything could like play in the worship band but, like the saxophonist was killing it and it was so amazing yeah there was also a violinist in the band which is unique and uh, for the music people out there they didn't have a bassist and they almost use a saxophone like the bass line oh, uh, okay. for it but then in other songs would have it do the the melody of the the lyrics and it was top notch top notch yeah anyone else favorite memories i would say on saturday morning me and one of the other girls that went, we went out on a walk in the morning and we had only just gotten there Friday night. So we definitely almost got lost and it was kind of scary, but it was like really early in the morning. Now when she says go for a walk, <laughs> we're trying to walk towards devotional at a very specific location. This was a different walk. Lost. A different walk? A different walk. <laughs> <laughs> no, I asked my mother, okay? <laughs> to be fair, going to devotionals, Karen and one of our other kids just saw, ooh, fire pit. That must be the one. So we walked there and realized nobody was there. Every person, leader and child, received a map with the names well, of the locations. We let, so throw that we let the kids lead. We went to that because we we trust them. Yes, Karen was like to me, let's, let's, let's trust them. Let's let them navigate. And we should know that this generation doesn't come from maps. Favorite memories? I don't know. There was a lot that happened this weekend. I think one of my favorite memories was also probably circle time in our girls' cabin. There's a lot of good conversation that went on there. And um, Despite Pearson. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, no, but I think, I don't know, I got to watch a lot of my friends open up, me included, but I think the conversations went really deep, and I don't know, like, I got to see someone speak into two of the girls' lives, and then ultimately led them to Christ in the end, too. And I don't know, and I watched some other people, like, open up that, like, never really talk as much and open up in, like, youth group in general, and, like, the conversations we have there, but I guess, like, something just about retreat kind of brings something out of everyone. Oh, and second, second off, there's a, there's a lot of things, but <laughs> I don't know. Another good memory is just the fun we had together. I think people are always assume about like high schoolers. Oh, they can't put their phones down for like two seconds or anything. I think having like everyone there together without our phones or anything, like everyone just had so many like conversations and so many core memories. Specifically, Kirsten. <laughs> <laughs> It's always me. <laughs> I don't know. Just ask her about the Doritos. Kirsten got thrown under the bus very publicly. I was going to say, I, I was going to go that way. You say that one and I'll say the other one. It was amazing. This thing in favorite memory was just very, everyone needs to know where the Sunday morning, the guy is like, who didn't sleep last night? And Kirsten's the only person out of like 150 people that raises her hand. And he's like, oh, wow. And then Hannah, who's sitting right next to her, goes, girl, you were snoring. <laughs> to be fair, to be fair, I, I did hear the question wrong. Like, I thought he said, like, who didn't get the best sleep last night? So I immediately the best uh, sleep. Yeah. raised my hand. And then Hannah over here, <laughs> girl, you were snoring so loud. <laughs> Um, and it was funny. Jonathan looked at me. He goes, I thought you and Hannah were supposed to be best friends. I go, well, not no more. <laughs> it was the Doritos. I, I was going to say another funny moment, or probably my favorite moment, because it helped lead my team to victory in volleyball, was somebody served the ball, and it hit one of our players. I was ready. <laughs> Didn't know it was going to hit my head over, over the net to get us a point, but... You know, that just shows you always got to keep your head on swivel, you know? Josiah, please save us. <laughs> I will try my very best. Um, uh, to relate with, like, Kirsten's first favorite memory, the cry fest, as we call it, I really like the sermon that Cole, Cole. gave. Yeah. I related with a lot of the stuff he was saying about, like, his past testimony. Are you talking about the Gus part? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, not not the ghost story. Um, and I just I really like the way he related it all back to God, and even through like all his funny stories and stuff. And I remember the the part where he asked the people to stand up if they wanted to give their life to Christ. And I I did not stand up, but I'm sitting in my chair and I'm just hearing people stand up in all directions around me. And it was it was so moving to hear that. It's really all. It's just, I love that so much. Every year we do the midwinter advance or wherever we're going. It's it's always a great sermon and it's pretty moving. And so I'm gonna I'm gonna share a couple of fun memories from each retreat and then a couple like 
spiritually powerful ones, and then we can transition into uh, the next question. So I'll have it on your mind while I'm talking of how did God meet you there, and I it connected with some of our favorite memories um, as well. And so um, for junior high, favorite fun memory because I didn't realize like how old senior hires are. I don't know if you heard Bethany, but like I was like, you know, we can like stay up as late as you want, and like most people dipped out by like 11:30, and then a few stayed till like 12:30, and that was it. Where junior high, we were literally dancing till 2 a.m. <laughs> we had Bethany lead us. And we were, what was it? Thank God. I thank God by Maverick City. Yeah, we were blasting that and dancing around and playing games and stuff like that. And that was a, a lot of fun. And so that was like the fun memory for junior high. Senior high, I would say volleyball was fun, but disc golf, I just like disc golf. It's so fun. And so getting to play with everyone and like some people's like their first time. So that was just a lot of fun. And yeah, and then spiritual like moments from both the first weekend in our in one of our little huddles as a group at some point Ephesians 2 8 through 10 came up which for time's sake I will not read it out loud today but but essentially it, it talks about how like we can't earn our own salvation right it's not by works because then no one can boast but then we're still led to do good works uh, that God has prepared beforehand for us and so that was like part of our talk and that was the only scripture that was brought up that night and like we got our Bibles out and read it and then the next day that was the main scripture of the sermon that was being preached I was like oh God really wants that like to be on our minds and hearts this weekend and then for senior high but we had two students who did not grow up going to church at all haven't been to a formal youth group before and had the guts because it takes guts to go away for a weekend any any weekend doing any activity with complete strangers essentially except for like two people and so they had the guts to do that and go to something in an environment that they'd never really been in and to see them grow ask questions really connect with the worship and, and ultimately give their lives price was just just so powerful and monumental and it just really was encouraging I think not only to myself but other students as well and so yeah it's just gosh just doing amazing things and so for y'all did you have any moments where God really met you on this retreat and you can take that however you want and if it's connected to your favorite memory as well you can elaborate or or think of something else maybe is there anything that God did on this weekend that really stuck out to you for me it was the night of the cry fest when it was like closer to the end and they were closing up and over on the side I just saw these girls down on their knees worshiping the Lord and it just really touched me because they're not afraid to praise the Lord. It just opened my eyes that I'm not alone with people around me like my age. Like there are other people out there my age who just like strive for Jesus. I think for me senior high cry fest is where God met me. They were talking about the burning bush and you feel like you're losing your spark and you're having trouble connecting with God and I think for me personally within the past year I've grown but I've also struggled and some days I still do struggle and it kind of helped me remind me that like hey you're loved you're here for a purpose and 
just know that there's always a person that you can talk to and the person that you want to go to is Jesus because he turned the darkest days into the lightest days. He was mistreated by his friends and went through so much and it just helps me remind me that like, you know, I'm here for a purpose and I'm doing all this work for a purpose and it just helped remind me because I feel like I can get so caught up in life between school, friends, family, and all the problems going on in my life that you just feel so numb some days and you feel like you're losing that spark but then God comes and he's like gotcha you're getting your spark back with me and there's just no better feeling I think for me it was during circle time kind of what like um, Elizabeth was saying about her favorite memory and how like everyone just started like opening up about like what they were struggling with it was kind of amazing to me like how much I didn't know about my friends because we never really talk about this stuff but like when we do it just like makes us feel so much more connected and like so much closer and like we all trust each other a lot more and like it definitely brings us closer to god but also closer to each other and that was really powerful we should have like a catchphrase for the youth group that sounds like that doing life with god and with oh each other. oh <laughs> <laughs> i think he's like my words it's like the slogan so elizabeth you got anything to add I don't know. I really liked Cole. It was Cole, right? Yeah. Yeah, I liked Cole. He's not going to listen. You don't have to worry about messing up his name. <laughs> yeah, for now. Um, I liked Cole's message a lot. And he was talking about the burning bush and, like, how Kirsten was talking about how, like, as the hard work is when you become a Christian, like, maintaining your spark and your fire for God. And I think sometimes we get wrapped up in being, like, especially as people who grow up in church, we're taught that, like, no matter what you do, like, he'll always be there. He'll always love you no matter what you do. Like, and I think sometimes we take advantage of that. And so then like lose that motivation to stay connected and I think that sometimes like the retreats like this kind of like point your head in the right direction and then like get you more motivated to get back into the world like motivated to stay close to him that was one thing and then I think another way was just again circle time just I guess that's like a regular occurrence now but I don't know like just sometimes like certain people will say something and then like click something in your brain you're like wait a second like I feel like I'm struggling with the same thing or like someone just says something and you're like they're right and then it kind of like changes your whole mentality. And so I think like, like you're saying of um, underappreciating God, like or taking for granted, like all the things that he does. And then like, yeah, he's always there and he always loves us. So then it feels like the, well, I don't have to be intentional myself and do stuff on my side of the relationship because God's got it doing so much already. And then like you said about like opening up and how people, what they share, not only can you like better understand them and, and realize that like we're going through a lot of the same stuff, but also like they might share a word that like you said click something shifts your perspective and that's like what naturally happens when we're just like open and honest well humble open and honest as spirit-filled people and as we gather and, and talk about things and walk through life together that god can speak through people in ways and and, and use them going back to cabin time not only like mainly the girls yes but i did have a good conversation with the boys too not in the cabin not in the cabin yeah not in the cabin but it's brought to you by safe sanctuary policy <laughs> Um, <laughs> I think one thing, um, or should I say, God definitely met me this weekend, and I was thinking about this too, is that as leaders, sometimes it can be hard to be very vulnerable and what we're going through. And the one thing that I've been learning is, like, the only way these kids are going to be vulnerable with me is if I be vulnerable with them. And in cabin time this week, I think 
it really showed not only with me but also like Hannah too being vulnerable just seeing how after we told our stories how the kids came together and started saying theirs and it just showed me like these kids are looking up to you and you were in their shoes once and they could be going through something that they don't know that you went through in high school and we had a few of those and I just I saw God working through their life and me and Hannah being able to pour into them and just kind of telling them that it's going to be okay and that we understand what they're going through we've been in that position but just don't lose heart on Jesus and keep following them and keep your eyes on them and seeing how God is able to use something that when you were in high school you thought there's nothing good that could possibly come out of the situation and yet God years later is able to use that to help and encourage others and so as we like go out of this weekend oh I lied I'll share one more it's because I'm not going to bring it up at another time on the podcast um spiritual thing senior high weekend no offense bethany it's not your fault when we had a morning devotional on sunday uh they were talking about reading the word and they're like okay group leaders if you want to share anything about reading the word here's a time and then i'll call it elizabeth because she's here and a couple others and like they were like giving me a look of like you're gonna say something you're gonna drop some of that like spiritual wisdom or whatever and i was like i don't feel like i need to to say anything and then jonathan schwem stood up and he shared stuff and he was sweating and he told us later that he like blacked out after he spoke and like didn't remember that Hannah even shared anything um so he shared something and really covered well like one half of walking with God uh, in scripture and then shortly after him Hannah uh, talked about like a whole nother side of it and they gave such a well-rounded picture of reading reading the word on your own and so I was just and, and in between the two I was getting those looks again it was like okay Schwem went I right, Jeremy now are you going to like go up? But, but to see that like the volunteers and the members of this church that are in leadership positions could very well lead and take care of our youth spiritually, not just logistically. And that's like always the goal in youth ministry, right? You know, you, the average span for a youth pastor is like, what, 19 months? Uh, something crazy like that is the statistic. Yeah, you guys are very blessed. Sean is an, an anomaly um, in the world of, in the so, world of so, youth ministry. So you've got like six months left. Yeah, I'm counting down the days. Um, Houston! And that's the average. I could go below that. Anyway, so that's where like, so comforting of wherever God may lead me, whenever he may lead me, that like, the leadership that's currently in the youth group would have no issue continuing uh, things in that way. Um, Not that I like necessarily questioned it before, but to see it in practice, like on the spot, not like a time to prep of like, hey, Hannah, you're preparing a thing on reading the Bible and so in four weeks you're going to do that. It was like on the spot can bam provide solid, solid um, teaching and wisdom and so God, that was just really encouraging to me and so after everything we experienced on both of our weekends, is anything going to be different in our walks, in our youth group, how we see things, whatever it might be, how are things going to potentially change for you? I think in our youth group things are definitely going to change at least between the senior high girls. Like I feel like our small group times um, after the the lesson, I feel like we're going to get much more in-depth and probably go over time a lot more. But yeah, I think we're just going to all become like closer friends and like be more involved in people's spiritual lives. I would probably have to say the same thing about small groups for youth group because 
because a lot of times our boys senior high small group is a whole lot of nothing we just sit there and stare at each other while Tyler asks us questions and then when no one says anything he just moves on so when we have other leaders like Emily or uh, Jonathan they like force us to give answers (laughs) and we were um, talking to Jonathan and he said he might be able to show up a lot more frequently and so to have our, our whole group from like who went on the trip it was only like five boys to like be growing closer there with um, Jeremy and Jonathan and then to have all of those same people now in the small group at youth group I'm hoping that we'll get more out of that after lessons um, I was going to say basically the same thing as Lillian I think we all grew really close but I also want to say that I think a lot of us learned a lot and I think we were trying to get into it with the junior high like where we mix more so that the senior high can kind of like talk to the junior high and like kind of lead them in a way but it kind of it kind of fell through and we never really like did anything because when we do small groups it's like senior high girls senior high boys and then junior high mixed together and I think now that we grew so close I think now it's kind of like the time where we kind of branch down and like inflict I don't know if that's the right word but like painfully inflict like inspire but also like (laughs) pass the knowledge that we have now on to the junior high and kind of try to pour into their lives more for me I guess it would just be like knowing that there are other people out there that do strive for Jesus my age and it's not just like other people at my church Mm -hmm. if that makes sense not that my church family isn't great (laughs) I love them but like and so Scott do you have any questions for our young folk no the question I was going to ask is the one you just asked like what are you going to bring home from retreat and continue so that way these retreats don't just it's not just like a spike on the mat but it's like a step to a new level and you guys have done a great job answering that so. I was going to add something because I was just like thinking um, I remember talking to Sean last year after the retreat and he was like and I got a lot of out of last year and I remember him being like not to burst your bubble but you're kind of on a high and it's kind of going to get worse from there not in a totally bad way but then like it was a complete waste of time (laughs) it was essentially but like you're like on such an emotional and spiritual high that then the first week you're like all right i'm reading my bible every day and then like kind of like trickles down after that you're like slowly like get busier and then kind of like not that you forget but i think it's like kind of pushed back further in your mind and so then i found myself like this year kind of like not involved not not involved as much as i was when i first came back last year and kind of like pastor scott was saying like you're on like that spike and then it kind of like goes down kind of like a heartbeat where you're up and then kind of like goes down and back up again and then I think knowing, so since everyone opened up, I think knowing that everyone got something out and that we got so much closer, I think now that we have more accountability within each other, I think relying on each other, like reaching out and then being like, hey, um, like I have a question about this or like I just need someone to like keep me, hold me accountable to this and I say I'm going to do this, make sure I do this and I know that they're actually going to follow through and like keep me there. Yeah. And I think that's what I really loved about the senior high trip, especially. And I'm just more removed from the junior high ones, so it's very possible they did it as well on Sunday. But, like, you usually have cry fest, and then Sunday morning it's like the woohoo 
everything's great. And then we leave where they were very intentional and lesson and devotional, all that stuff of like, this is great. What do you do when you get home? How, what are next steps? How do we keep this fire going? Like, it's not just where like, I forget, I was talking to um, young adults recently with someone about how like church culture, I think for a while was very much like the, you get saved. And that usually includes like you acknowledge what Jesus did is like historically accurate and you believe what happened happened. And then you are sorry about what you've done and you are openly accepting God's love. And if you do that in one monumental occasion, then you're kind of set has been kind of the recent formula in decades. And I think we've lost the that's a daily thing of acknowledging who he is, what he's done, repenting of our sins and not only accepting God's love, but loving him in this relationship. And so that, like we talked about being consumed by the fire, like all consumed, like fully surrendering ourselves and all of us. And so I think that like this weekend and and junior high was also very much focused on that was really, really good because the people that do stand up, I don't think were ignorant to that reality when they did it. And some of the kids or young adults we may have that are more hesitant to like go all in it's not because they don't believe in God and like what he's done they're fully aware of what that looks like and what that relationship should look like and so I'm almost happier that we have people that are hesitant to do that final step in because they fully acknowledge what it takes and so had you know one of our students I don't even say which retreat one of our students that was like when I'm in I want to be a thousand percent in all the time every single day and I feel like I'm I'm just not there. And we can talk about like, you know, it, you, there are steps, there's like all these things, but like they're, they're deeply contemplating what God would look like being like in charge of and directing every area of their life. And so I know that when they get to that place, it's going to be unstoppable what God does through their life. And so that's why, yeah, it gets me more and more excited to see our youth and our young adults. They're not ignorant to it. It's not just like rose colored glasses. Like you start hanging out with Jesus more, everything goes the way you want. And then like, you never have problems with friends, especially if they're in the church. Cause if they're in their church, they're also perfect people. And like all of these things, right. We're not ignorant to those, those things. And yet we see one of the things that, that um, one of the students that hadn't grown up in church and all that stuff, they came up to me and they were like, I didn't realize all the benefits. And I was like, that's not something that most people from outside the church see. They don't usually see. They're like, there's so much that, that it costs, you know, carrying our own cross, carrying the cross. But like talking about the benefits, and I was like, were you just expecting like a lot of regulations and rules? And they were like, yeah. And then we were in the nature center at Black Rock. Right behind them was the fish tank. And so I like did a quick rendition of the fish lesson that we did at youth group a couple months ago that apparently no one paid attention to. Anyway, had that whole conversation with them talking about like the the limitations of the fish in the tank A is what's keeping them alive and keeping us spiritually alive, but also being able to elevate to new heights that wouldn't be possible if they were just allowed to roam free in the room around us and do whatever they wanted, the supposed freedom that they see outside of their tank. And so like God just continued to pour and like lean into it. And so that's why I'm just so thankful for Black Rock Retreat and, and how well they did, but also 
just like how God has been working in this ministry. And not just when I say like in this ministry of like our volunteers and, and myself, even though he has worked through those, but how he is worked through and working through our students to, like you said, lead other students, to help encourage other students, to make them, not make them, but like hold them accountable, all of these things so that we can all continue to walk with God, but also walk with each other. And as we walk alongside each other to fix all of our eyes on Jesus. Well, that's our conversation for today, but that doesn't mean the conversation is over. We'd love to hear your thoughts on these topics as well. To ask a question about anything we've discussed in this episode or to join the conversation, you can head over to fumccollingswood.org slash podcast. Thanks for being part of this conversation.